This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to the Betting Weekly Extra Time Liga Show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. You know the lineup, Wiss, Eastham, Daily for the latest round of football uh, in France. A quick recap uh, Steve, a rough weekend ultimately for us last weekend. I think it was statistically the poorest show we've actually done uh, overall in the whole season. So, uh, from my perspective, it was one win, uh, two losses. Disappointed not to. To fully cash through the lawns over. And um my my man Jeremy Pignard, even he couldn't bail me out of a hole because uh the Trois and non players just did not get stuck in in that match for cards. There was only five fouls in the first half of that game. So I mean that was a poor pick really from me. Um the last two weeks I've been a bit under par, not gonna lie. Just need to sharpen up a little bit because uh it you say it wasn't a great week. It wasn't even a great week for the outrights as well, because that Monaco Pick that I really needed um, without PSG. Uh, that's down the drain now. Lons are starting to really annoy me. And I, I certainly need Marseille to finish above them. Otherwise, it will be a disaster in terms of outrights. Yeah, and I had a bad week as well last week, Rob. But um, three losers. And I think I got stakes back on one. Put, put it in some sort of perspective. Steve's right. It was a, a poor show statistically, if you look at how we've performed over the season. But actually... If you look at it another way, at some point this season, we are going to have a show like that or maybe even a couple of shows like that, you know, and it just happens to have fallen now. It could have fallen in week six or or week 16. So if you look at the bigger picture, which is, you know, we've stressed on this show what you should try to do. It's about making a profit over the season. You could argue that these shows will come along eventually. So, yeah, it is tough. I've had to have a look at a few things this week about you know why did we struggle uh, last weekend but we are still in obviously great shape overall we should have a couple of futures bets coming in over the next few weeks to make us a profit so um yeah we we go again this week it's funny because even your psg pick uh james uh away at angers they only won two one in the end and i feel like psg at the start of the season would have scored six seven yeah, but they just yeah. with the two early goals and they can just take their foot off the gas season. And they can just take their foot no. off the gas. And actually, yeah. I, I've got a pick on PSG uh, this week, Rob, which feeds into that about both ah. the goals and the Asian handicap market. Because you're absolutely right. The winning margins in PSG games recently has been small. And I mean, last week to beat the team who are bottom of the table by only a single goal. When you're PSG, you're right. They obviously could have gone on and won it by more, but they don't need to. So, yeah, there's a few... 
um, issues like that at the moment, which I think we'll touch on in the show today. Can, okay. I, can I just add the the profit overall, Rob, for the Please, season? Yeah. Yeah. Is plus 27.04 units in profit with an ROI of 12.05%. And I actually did some calculations on the outrights. We are guaranteed profit on the outright picks this season, as long as that's why I do go down, uh, which looks very, very likely. Um, and the re- how quite how much profit we get will depend on whether Marseille finish second and whether someone like Ben Yedder can finish a season with two or three hat-tricks or mm-hmm. Messi gets injured and Jonathan Klaus racks up the assists. So we've still got a couple of live you know, out shots as well. Um, but we will be in profit for the, for the outrights in addition. Okay, nice work, boys. Okay, let's get to our first game then. We're going to touch upon six matches uh, this week. But we're going to start with, uh, and we'll get to PSG, actually, as James mentioned, very shortly. But first, Monaco versus uh, Montpellier. Monaco in trouble now for the Champions League positions. Five points behind Lons. After losing, deservedly, it could have been more than three. Three nil last weekend. Two goals and a fine assist for Lois Pendo, who's been uh, the talk of the week. Um, Steve, let's get into your pick and we can get into Monaco in general as well. Yeah, the pick is over three goals at plus 104, Rob. And I guess this is the one pick that actually worked for me last week with the overs in the Lons-Monaco game. It should have fully cashed on the 2.75 line, but it was only a half win. The actual expected goals in that game was over five. And uh, Lons had a great chunk of that. They absolutely battered them, didn't they? I mean, I caught the pick right, but I never... I kind of called the game wrong, didn't I? I said Monaco would raise raise their game here and, and probably win. It was the complete opposite. And it just showed their frailties for this season. There's been Monaco have been too flaky. They've had moments where they've looked great this season and then other moments where they've collapsed. And I don't know. Um, yeah, that's why they've been one of the hardest teams to predict overall, haven't they, in all competitions? So uh, what version of them is going to show up? One thing we do know is that they we can't trust their defence at all. And um, you know, Montpellier, that was a weird game laying us down last week with the overs in that, wasn't it, James? Um, I don't really yeah. know what went wrong. I, but I'm, I'm for them, they'll be very pleased to be on 40 points. I think it takes the pressure off them. They're eight points clear of the drop zone. I think, is 40 points enough? It probably is, maybe just a couple more. But um, you know, the pressure's off. They can have a good swing here at Monaco and play on the break. And I'd be very surprised if they don't bag at least one goal in um, at the Stade Louis de. So that in itself lean, leans its way towards overs. Uh, Monaco simply have to respond after that performance last week. They, you know, they obviously have to win the game, but I think they also need to put in a good, good display, don't they? Really eye-catching display, prove to their fans, to the media, to everyone that they they can get back in this race for the Champions League um, positions. They're five points off Lons now. It's not impossible they could get back in it. Marseille and Lons do play each other soon. So Monaco have got to be pretty faultless now towards the end of the season. We do know Monaco have usually got goals in them. Um, they didn't score last week. It was one of the few times they not netted, I don't think, this season. So I think all things considered, we're going to see a team that will be fired and motivated. They've got goals in them, but defensively dodgy as well. Against a Montpellier side who will sit on the break and I think, um, you know, it'd be similar, I think, to Lille Montpellier a few weeks ago. It ended 2-1 in the end, where Montpellier kind of sat back a bit, did a counter-attack, and in the end, the pressure was just too much. And I think Monaco's relentless pressure will see them probably win this match 2-1, 3-1 sort of thing. So I'm happy to take the over three goals. Um, yeah, if it's a push, it's a push. But I certainly think there's at least three in the match, at plus 104 odds. 
Yeah, early in the season, almost the whole of the first half, actually, of the season, we were very reluctant to get involved in Monaco games, Steve in particular, because we felt they were such a difficult team to read. And even though they're up there in the top, top four, top five, they are still difficult to read. Because when you watch their games, they don't really play like a side that you'd expect to be that high in the table. They don't really dominate games. There aren't that many individual players, I would say, at Monaco this season who've stood out. So they are a strange watch and a difficult side from a betting point of view to read. But I think, yeah, after the way they lost last week, they will absolutely go for it here. And it is a good time to be playing one of the sides who look like they're going to finish in mid-table. So the one thing you can expect from Monaco when they're facing one of the sides who are weaker than them or maybe don't have as much at stake is that they can create and score goals so this should be a good pick but generally speaking Monaco for me they have been one of the strangest sides of the season okay so quick reminder of that pick Steve uh, before we move on yeah over three goals Monaco against Montpellier at plus 104 they looked so disjointed and uh, very uncomfortable being pressed by Lance, didn't they, last weekend? So um, let's see if there's goals uh, in that game. Okay, second up now, uh, we're going to go to Paris Saint-Germain versus Lorient. James trailed this a little bit earlier. A reminder, PSG won 2-1 at, uh, at Angers uh, last weekend. Um, what value have you found in this game, James? And you hinted it was to do with the fact that they're not absolutely hammering teams at the minute. Yeah, so it's PSG at home to Lorient, and my pick on the game is minus 3.75 goals, which is available at minus 115. So with this pick, if there are four goals exactly in the game, then you'll lose half of your stakes, and you'll only lose your full stakes if the game has five or more goals. So the thinking here is pretty much what we talked about earlier in the show and what we saw when PSG played Andre last week, which is that PSG are not playing flat out at the moment. They're moving slowly towards the league title. We all know they're going to win it, but they're not busting a gut to beat teams by big margins at the moment. So I think the chances of this game having four or more goals are pretty low. We're not seeing that at the moment from PSG. And a lot of teams who've gone to the Parc des Princes recently... I wouldn't say they've been confident they'll win the game, although we, we have seen teams win the game at Parc des Princes this season. But they have been confident they can make a game of it, often quite defensive in the way that they set up. And they have made PSG struggle a little bit. So I'm quite confident that this won't be an open game with lots of chances at either end of the pitch. Um, now, I should say there's a second pick on this game that you could actually go on just as easily, uh, I think. I went for the goals in the end, but you could also back Lorient on the Asian handicap, which is a similar sort of thing, really. Lorient are available at plus 2.25 on the Asian handicap at minus 114. So that means that unless Lorient lost the game by three goals then you'll make a profit. And actually, just reading it now, I'm wondering if this... Sh <laughs> Maybe I should have gone with this as the pick because what are the chances of Lorient losing the game by three goals? Well, I think they're fairly small. This is a real-time potential switch. It, I don't think is. we've had this no. once. We haven't. Well, do you know what? The stats on this pick <laughs> um, since the World Cup are amazing. 
PSG have only won one out of 17 matches since the World Cup by three goals. That was the game away to Marseille when they were really at it. Because yeah, they were it was up Marseille, yeah. Yeah. really up for it. Not just because it was Marseille, but it was a chance to kill off their nearest title rivals. That game, they went and won it 3-0. Other than that game, they've not won any of their other 16 matches since the World Cup by three or more goals. So generally here, it's a case of back in the opposition against PSG to make the game tight, make the game quite close. And then it's a case of, well, which of these two picks do you want to go for? So they're the two options. And I think actually they're both worth taking because at the moment, the trend very much on PSG games is that they're winning them by small margins rather than by big margins. Um, Now, the exception to all of this on a PSG uh, side, if you're looking for a bet on them, is Kylian Mbappe, who we know is really focused on winning the League One Golden Boot. There are a couple of picks you might want to look at for him. He's plus 155 to score two goals in the game, which is what he did last weekend against Andre, and he's plus 140 to have over 2.5 shots on target, which he's obviously fully capable of doing. So if you fancy PSG, I'd be more inclined to look at Mbappe rather than PSG because mm. he's the one player we know will be fully motivated. But yeah, maybe we'll go with a real-time change of pick here, Rob, because that pick on the Asian handicap looks good. I mean, listen, you could go with either, but the, the goals pick is minus... goals in the game at minus 115. And the Asian handicap pick is Lorient plus 2.25 on the Asian handicap. And that's at minus 114. Okay, so Steve, we'll get your thoughts while you say what you think. Maybe James can finalise. Because we need, we, yeah. it's the way they do we it, isn't it, James? We need yeah. a pick. We, we right, need I a think. pick. Do you know what? I'm going to do the uh, in-time change of pick here. Let's go yes. with the Asian handicap. Get yes. Yes. It's breaking new new barriers, isn't it, on this show? We've had, had picks cancelled live on air, haven't we? Thought, but, um, <laughs> and now, before uh, the show. Yeah. And before, and before yeah. the show, take yeah. change of picks. And um, I don't know, I just, I've got a bit of a concern about Lorient. I think they're a bit like the Fulham of France at the minute. They're, um, you know, they've done so well this season, but they have drifted off recently. But they should get themselves up, shouldn't they, for a trip to Paris. It's like a cup final. And they do actually have a good record against PSG in, in recent times. I think they even beat them two or three years ago in a match, which is fair play. Um, they usually raise their level for Paris Saint-Germain. But Lorient um, are one of those teams that were on my suspicious list for quite a long time this season. They still This is actually a matchup, Rob, between the two teams who have overachieved uh, expected points the most out of any teams in the league. PSG have the most overachievement on expected points, which you often expect that because they've got individuals who just do, you know, Mbappe does crazy things. Lorient, I think this overachievement mostly was an incredible first third of the year where everything went their way. Um, you know, it was just, that's the way football goes sometimes. But in this match, what do I see it going? I think PSG by one goal is probably the most likely outcome. Um, I, I, yeah, I think James is right to change the pick because Lorient, I think, will come here and have a go. They might well score, you know. They've got, they do have decent attacking firepower on the break. So um, it could, if it ends say three-one, then you know, James is is laughing now. Yeah. Um, so I think it is probably the most the sensible change. Love it. All right. Okay. That's PSG Lorient. Let's go to a game you've both got interest in. Um, Steve, you've got a half unit pick. Maybe you go first, and then James got a full unit pick to do a shot on target. 
And uh, it was a Leon side that allowed seven shots on target against Marseille last weekend in that notable defeat. We can get to their continued demise and the picks now. Steve, you first up. Yeah, well, my pick for the game of Strasbourg against Leon is a goal scorer. And I, I don't think we've actually had him as a scorer uh, tip on the show this year. I feel like we I'm... have, mate. I feel like we have. Oh, we've had him as a shot on target. I know that. Habib Diallo ah. is, the, is the man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus 165. And this is a half unit pick for me. Now, this is a game I tend to avoid the Friday game. Um, not going to lie. I, there's an old saying in football, isn't it? Don't bet the early kickoff. Um, first match of the round. So it, uh, the Friday game has to really be something I like to get involved. And I, I, in a way, I kind of bottled this because I should really have taken Strasbourg on a draw-no-bet handicap here. I think they're a good price or even a plus a quarter handicap. I think they're they're really fired up for this. And I, I, I don't rate Leon much. I've, I've said for weeks that I think they're, they're really overachieving. Um, somehow they had this unbeaten run, um, which came to a halt last week in crazy style with the own goal, the last kick of the match. Um, but I mean, going back to the goal scorer, Diallo is the main reason really why Strasbourg have improved so much. He's, he's a perfect fit for Frederick Antonetti's system. Big target, big target man forward, physical, gets stuck in. And he, he knows where I find, you know, find the back of the net in so many different ways. Um, he must be a nightmare to deal with when he's on form. 10 goals in his last 12 games in all competitions. That includes playing for Senegal. So he's doing it both for club and country. Scored twice last week against France. One goal was after 15 seconds, which looked suspiciously offside. And then incredibly VAR confirmed it was a goal. So... Yeah, he's a man on form, and I, I just think if Strasbourg do anything here, then he's likely to be the man who who finds the back of the net at plus one sixty five. I've been waiting to back him, back him to be honest, this season. Um, I don't know why I'd not done it earlier. They've had some tough matches to be honest, um, but now against a Leon team, I don't really rate that much. And uh, you know, what are they? Do they really think they can get into Europe now? Do they really feel like they want to get stuck into this Strasbourg team? I think Diallo can can certainly get himself some chances here. So I will back him on this half a unit play at plus 165 to score any time. Habib Diallo. Yeah, and Habib Diallo, he's one of my favourite players actually in League One. He is a really interesting striker to watch, I find, because he does, as Steve said, he's got some great physical attributes. He's tall. He challenges for the ball in the air very well, so he's difficult uh, in that in that sense for defenders. But he's got really, really clever technique. He's got, as Steve said as well, he's got a range of finishes. That goal that he scored after 15, 16 seconds last week was a clever header. You need to be really tuned in from kickoff to be able to place the header the way that he did. And his his movement to get on the end of it was very good. So you've got a striker there. He was right up in the goal scoring charts now, despite playing for a team down near the bottom of the table. And I saw a stat six or seven weeks ago about the fact that teams with a goal scorer that's got as many goals as Diallo's got, they don't tend to get relegated, actually. I don't think there's been a team relegated in League One for a while, or certainly not many who've got a standout goal scorer. So if they are to stay up because they are in the relegation battle at Strasbourg, then Diallo will be the reason why he's been absolutely crucial for them this season and particularly in the last sort of three or four months. So I've also got a pick on the game, Rob, and it's also down to Diallo, really. The pick is Strasbourg to have over three and a half shots on target in the game, which is available at minus 124 
totally agree with Steve about Strasbourg. I think they'll be bang up for this game. They go into it with some form. They've got some wins recently. They've played well and they've scored goals. They're at home. We know they get a sellout crowd of about 26,000 when they play at home. They get great support at Strasbourg. So they'll be really, really up for this match. And I think the chances of them having four or more shots on target are pretty good here, you know, because they've got goals in them at the moment. And this is also down to Leon, who... Steve said it, they're not great. Uh, they probably will fade, I think, in the next few weeks um, in the race for Europe, which they've sort of hauled themselves back into. And then, obviously, the defeat last weekend to Marseille won't have helped. They concede a lot of chances, even when they don't concede goals. And that's part of the the thinking on this pick. Anthony Lopez in goal for Leon has been very, very good this season. Um, I know player ratings on everybody's cup of tea, but he's currently top of the lay keep newspaper goalkeeper player ratings mm. for the season in league one. And by some distance, actually, from Brees Samba, I think he's second at Lance. Anthony Lopez was very good against Marseille was, yeah. uh, last weekend. Yeah. And I think the fact that Lopez has been so key does show that Leon are, are conceding chances. So, yeah, the chances of Strasbourg having over four shots on target here, just four shots on target at home to a Leon side who do concede chances, I think are pretty good. Um, I think in the last four games or the last five games, sorry, four of Leon's matches, uh, they've conceded five or more shots on target. So Diallo will be key to this. He's in form. If they can get the ball to him, he's a great finisher. Yeah, Lopez is, is a good goalkeeper, but for this pick, you just need the shots to be on target for it to pay out. So, yeah, when I look through this market, there's a few other uh, prices here which might be of interest. I thought over two and a half goals was worth looking at on this game, which is available at minus 107. For similar sorts of reasons, you'll have a Strasbourg side going for it. You'll have a Lyon side going for it because they are at the moment still in the race for a, a place in Europe. But looking through them all, I was quite happy to take this pick because I do think Strasbourg will be positive, in form, dangerous in the penalty area, and you just need those four shots on target for this to pay out. So that's my pick, and it's available at minus 124. Okay, I like that very much, uh, James. Let's go on to the next game, uh, which involves Ajaxia, who are 19th, uh, held to a goal of straw uh, last week. They did go down to 10 men and they take on uh Lille away from home. So this is a this is a Steve Wiss. Now, by the way, the production thing, you know, that we were trying to add jingles last week. I don't think yeah. I want to do that again. I think it went quite what? badly. Really? Well, I feel like I need them a bit more professional than taking my daughter's toys and just putting them up to the microphone and trying to sing to the melodies that they play. Fair. Yeah. That's what, I mean. It went down well, though, you know, Rob. The comments that we got, it was um, a bit uh, of... Uh, there was, I, I think it was a bit re- interesting, you know? I don't think for the right reasons. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get to Lille. Uh, we'll see if it comes... Well, look, if Bet Rivers keep us going next season, I'll tell you what, I'll go all out and get some proper stuff going on. Brilliant. But for now, Lille Ajaxio, Steve Wiss. Yes. Yeah, what have um, you seen here? Lille fifth in the standings at the moment, of course. It wouldn't be a, a show, would it, without me getting involved in some sort of referee sort of bet here. Um, I'm going with the fouls, actually, Rob. Uh, over 26 and a half fouls mm-hmm. in the game, at minus 127. Now, these are the two dirtiest teams in Liga. Simple as that. 
the Jatsu are now overtaken. Good night. <laughs> no more. <laughs> well, to be honest, you could just say that, yeah, because I mean, a Jatsu are now overtaken Lille in terms of yellow cards um, picked up. Um, eight sixty-nine yellows for them, sixty-six yellows for Lille. You, you could you could look at the cards actually here, but the line is minus money for over four and a half. I still think it'll come in, but um, the fouls look the most obvious. Bet because um, both teams, um, I mean, Ajaxio averaged 15 fouls a game. Lille averaged close to 14 fouls a game. They're, both teams are just known for playing really dirty this year. You wouldn't almost think of it with Lille, would you? But they, um, there's obviously something to their style, which it's interesting. The, the team with the lowest interceptions this season in uh, Ligue 1 is, uh, is actually uh, Lille with 7.9 per game. So I don't know whether that sort of ties in here. Maybe they're just too lazy to intercept and they'd rather foul or something. Um, it's a strange one. But uh, also, these two teams are actually fairly uh, fouled quite a lot. The Jats here are the third most fouled team in the league. And the reason for that is because their manager basically tells them to go down whenever they can, time waste sort of thing. Um, you know, there's a way to pick up a cheap foul, isn't there? Get Win some cheap free kicks and... Lille are also in the top six for most fouled this season. I mean, it's just a match made in heaven, isn't it? Here, teams that just foul a lot and teams that get fouls. We've got a referee, Francois Le Texier, who he averages the fourth most cards in the league. Uh, Come actually, on now. Watched, it's, yeah. <laughs> actually, it's a, it's watched a compelling argument. It's, it's hard. I, just, I mean, there's so much you could get involved in here with the card, the discipline angle. I've one bet you could look at here. I've watched a few of this Latexio's games. He um he did Real Madrid Chelsea. He likes to lay a marker early on and and issue a card inside the first half an hour. I've noticed with this referee, he doesn't take any nonsense. Likes to set the trend of the game, basically saying, "I'm in charge. You be careful here." So definitely watch out for an early yellow card. But look, he could even decide to go cardless here. A foul is a foul. It's really hard for referees to let a lot of stuff go. Over 26 and a half fouls. I could, I, I nearly went for over 27 and a half, but the last time I tipped fouls on, on a Bet River show, Feyenoord let me down by half a foul, would you believe? Um, so oh, wow. a little bit, yeah, Feyenoord are really on my dirty list at the minute, by the way. Um, Steve, what's enough of dirty them. list? That's yeah, enough list. of them, enough of them, <laughs> enough of them. But um, these two teams should certainly combine, hopefully, for at least, I think they'll be mid 30 in terms of fouls. I think it's going to be really stop-start. And, um, yeah, over 26 and a half hours, that will do me wrong for this one. Don't know what the result's going to be. Lille should win comfortably, really, but Jatsy will get stuck in. This this stat that Steve has pulled out on Lille being one of the... Are they the dirtiest team now? Low-key. Second, second, second most dirty yeah, now. That is, that is a prime example of data over opinion being important because I would never have thought You wouldn't have guessed Lille... that. No, if you'd asked me to put teams in order, I'd have put them in the bottom six in terms of being the dirtiest team. It just goes to show that what you watch, sometimes it reflects, it's reflected in the data and, and sometimes it's not. I would never have known that. And I'm just thinking on the spot, like why are they committing so many fouls? I think what it might be is that they play generally a 4-2-3-1 system at Lille and they do press quite well from the front. But actually none of those front four can tackle so I'm wondering if they they just end up trying to tackle the opposition team when they come out as they're pressing and end up committing fouls. If you think of Remy Cabela, Jonathan Bamba, even Jonathan David, 
these players who do play across the front for for Lille, they are asked to press. I mean, I don't have the heat map, so again, maybe I've got that wrong about the, the pressing, but that is what you see when you watch them play. None of those players are actually particularly good at winning the ball cleanly, so maybe they're giving away fouls cheaply when they're trying to win the ball up front. I don't know, but it's an interesting stat that because I would not have, I would not have thought Lille gave away that many fouls. And if you look across the starting eleven that Paolo Fonseca generally picks even the first 15 or 16 players in that squad I can't think of a player in that squad that you would associate with committing a lot of fouls so I think it just goes to show sometimes you can find a bet or certainly start looking at bets based on the data that you just would never have thought of from watching the game shows how important it can be to look at both sides of things just looking at uh, briefly reading a tactical assessment of Paolo Fonseca's Roma and how bad they were at tackling. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, this is an analysis from 2021 of his... Uh, obviously, it's more perhaps might be more to do with personnel. Roma struggled to stop the opposition, either being forced to, into a fouls or being dribbled past altogether. In fact, only Verona have won fewer tackles in Serie A. Very interesting. I mean, I'll actually, I'll actually watch that game this weekend with one eye on who is committing the fouls for Lille and where are they committing them. Angel Gomez is another name to throw into the mix. They're great players, by the way. All of these attacking players at Lille, they've some ways been one of the most entertaining teams to watch in League One. But I think it's just a hunch, really. But I think maybe their high fouls count is coming from the fact that the attacking players are being asked to press and are doing so and doing so quite diligently, yeah. but potentially committing fouls in the process. Okay, I like that. Okay, let's get on to the next game. And it's one of yours, uh, James, 18th versus 10th. Um, Toi versus Nice. And then one more after that. So go for it, James. What have you seen? Yeah, Toi versus Nice. So the pick on this game is for both teams to score, which is available at minus... 115. So from the Nice point of view, well, why would they score this weekend against Troyes? Well, the main reason is that Troyes have now conceded in 16 straight matches in 2023. This is not a team that knows how to keep clean sheets. And we all know they're going to be relegated. They're 10 points from safety with six games to go. But I think the evidence of their 2-2 draw last weekend against Nantes was that Troyes have not actually given up yet we thought they had um maybe last weekend was a one-off but they had a bit of a go last weekend against uh Nantes and I think they'll be yeah they'll be slightly more upbeat having got a point against Nantes uh, last weekend and I think it'll encourage them quite simply to have a go here at home to Nice um and if they do that I think it will just make it more likely they concede because they're quite open at the back when they go forward and individually at the back, Patois are very poor. I don't see them having much quality in their side this weekend. So I think Nice should score. And I think the stats on Trois point towards that happening. The other way around, why will Trois score? Well, partly because they, they should be up for it and they were actually quite dangerous last weekend. The other reason is Nice. Now, Nice are one of the teams that I've got on my list as having nothing to play for. They're in mid-table. They can't really challenge anymore for a place in Europe. They've also got problems off the pitch, have Nice. They've been, I think, quite badly affected by the fallouts to the Christophe Gautier affair, which is still running in France. This is to do with uh, allegations made about the, the now PSG manager, but uh, relating to his time in charge at Nice 
um, last season, uh, there's already a, a judicial investigation into what might or might not have gone on when he was Nice manager. So although he's now at PSG, they're actually less affected by it than Nice. And I think it is giving Nice a few issues to deal with off the pitch. So I think all of that, plus the fact that Nice are in mid-table with not much left to play for now, I think it increases the chances of Toi scoring this weekend. And they'll have a go anyway. So that was my thinking behind the game. And just one thing to point out here, the, the odds on both teams to score are minus 115 and the odds on over 2.5 goals are minus 117. So not much in that. And the reason I flagged that up is because with the both teams to score, obviously you'll, you'll get a payout if it ends 1-1. So you just need both teams to get on the score sheet uh, to get the win. Over 3.5, uh, over 2.5 goals, you obviously need three goals in order to get a payout. So looking at those two prices, they're not always pegged as closely as they are in this match on games. And I, I thought of the two, I'd rather be on both teams to score here. So, yeah, it's a combination of little bits of difference in motivation. Some of those stats on Twas, some of the off-field issues with Nice. I just feel that over the 90 minutes, we should see both teams here get on the score sheet. It's a tough game. I don't think I'm going to get involved in Twas matches much this season now. Um, they, I do wonder if their heart might be a bit ripped out after conceding such a late goal against Nantes on um, last weekend where uh, it was a controversial goal um, eventually awarded by my man Jeremy Pena actually via VAR and um, he came out my after man. the game yeah my did you did Pena. you see that James how he explained <laughs> yeah, after the game and we need to do more of this in, in the UK I think wherever referees come out after the game and explain their decision he did it really well actually and um, but I think they'll be a bit downbeat after that game. But Nice, yeah, they're they're kind of on a beach, aren't they? But it's not a great beach at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, they I, I don't really know. I can't <laughs> give too much of an opinion on this game. Well, on I, a, hope you, I, hope, I hope you win your pick. <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny you say that, Steve, because I, it's almost a pick by default. Because yeah, I didn't have strong opinions in a way. I thought it's almost like I don't think either side can keep a clean sheet this weekend yeah. rather than like positively proactively expecting them to score. So I know what you mean. There's issues with both of these sides, but you know, we'll see how it goes. I think the both teams to score is if you are having a play on this game is the way yeah. to go. Might as well. What, what does this bad beach look like? No sand, you know, those big pebbles. You can't lay down. I don't towel. know. Some, somewhere where the weather's not that great. Weather's um, bad. Maybe the, the sea's <laughs> a bit choppy. Nothing's open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like my hometown Clacton in January or something. Right, um, let's get to the final pick. I have to be quick here, Steve, because we we have really uh, nattered on today. Clement Rams, what have you seen? Well, the pick is um, over 2.25 goals at minus 139. Um, I'm not 100% sure about this pick, to be honest. It's probably my least... <laughs> Finish the show pick. like this. Probably my, probably my least confident pick of the show. But <laughs> I, I just, I want to, I re, what I wanted to do, I just wanted to talk about Pascal Gastian. That's why I put the pick in. Okay. Um, because I think he's had a brilliant, he's manager of the year for me for Clermont. I think, I mean, they've won four games in a row, but yeah. at ninth in the table, they've probably got still one of the worst three squads in the league. This man is achieving miracles at, at this club. Um, I've recently seen that he signed an extension to his contract. The whole coaching team has richly deserved. I am absolutely in almost in awe of what he's achieved at this club. They're still on my suspicious list, though, because 
They have constantly overachieved defensively this year. Nearly 10 goals more they should have conceded. Um, They're overachieved with expected points. You would expect that now where they are in the table. They just don't have the quality for that. So I I don't, I still don't trust their defense. Um, I think we could see them. That number may well come back more towards the mean before the end of the season. And Rams actually are another team who are on my suspicious list defensively. Um, They're just as bad. The goalkeepers really bailed them out quite a lot this year. And this is now a matchup between two teams, eighth and ninth in the table. This is the definition of a mid table battle towards the back end of the season. And, in my experience, these sort of games can either be complete damp squibs where everyone just sort of plays it like a preseason friendly, or they go out there and try and have fun, enjoy themselves, play football, score goals. And I think that the latter will happen. I think, you know, rounds have lost last week. We'll still want to try and get them back, score, you know, in, in the points again. Clermont must be confident after winning four straight games. I think we see quite an entertaining open game. And I think the only reason we can get this sort of goal line at 2.25 is because. The average goals per uh, game for both teams is quite low on the season, 2.3 and 2.4. Still not bad. But recent trend is that the goals are on the up for both. Um, and like I say, I think two defences which have overachieved this season and eventually it might come back to bite them. Could we see something wild? Like a three-all draw here, maybe. Mm. You know, we just, sometimes you can get random games at this stage of the season and you think, wow, where did that come from? So I, I am being a little bit cautious with the 2.25 goal line, but... Um, I've already got a quite a strong gut feel, uh, in addition to the statistics that I mentioned, that this could be quite high scoring and, and more entertaining than people expect. Okay. Nice work, Steve. Yeah. Um James, I just, I just, yeah, just yeah, very quickly. I was gonna say I'd just look through the league table there. It would be very hard to argue with Pascal Gastian being the manager of the year because Claremont are probably the biggest overachievers. Regis Labrie at Lorient's done a great job in the first year. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a good point, that, actually. Robbie Franck S at, at, at launch, you'd have to make a case for as well. But Gastian's done a great job. And I, I did see when he extended his contract this week, the owner at Claremont said, you know, he could be the Jared Houllier or Arsene Wenger of this club by staying a long time. And also, they're one of a very small stable of clubs at Claremont. The owner does have other clubs, and maybe there's a role in that for him in the future as well. But done a really great job. Steve and I both thought Claremont would be down near the bottom of the table this season to be safe so soon before the end of the season and to be on such a great win- winning run at the moment is to his credit. He's done an absolutely brilliant job this year. As have you, you too. Excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all we have time for James. Thanks. Thank you very much. Cheers. Steve, good, Steve, good work as always. Thank you very much indeed, Rob. Appreciate you. Uh, that's all we have time for on Betting Weekly Extra Time, the Liga show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. For more from James, Steve, and all the experts on the network, it's at Because We Win on Twitter. All prices available at the Bet Rivers website. And we'll be back for the next round in France. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.